Wee woo, wee woo, wee oh, woo. Oh, I bet somebody woo. called Ghostbusters. I ain't afraid of no ghost. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this is a spoiler cast for the 2016 Ghostbusters movie, and more importantly, the re-release of Ecto Cooler. Ecto Cooler! Oh, someone's excited. Now, however, (laughs) I wanted to make a note. There are spoilers in the spoiler cast. Duh. So don't be surprised, even if you don't want to be spoiled by how... We think this drink is going to taste. Yeah. So usually we would just kind of uh, jump right into talking about the movie. But uh, this Ecto Cooler is a big deal. I've been trying to do the math in my head. I obviously don't remember the last time I had a drink of Ecto Cooler, but it's been at least 15 years. Like I've almost spent half of my life with Ecto Cooler and without it. So uh, this is a big deal. We, we it took us a long time to get to get all this ready. Uh, you were able to jump on your ecto cooler right away because we're, you found yours in person. No, uh, Amazon Pantry had them in stock, and you could get. I got three cases and had them shipped to my door, and they were there the next day. So. Yeah, I, I had to I had to wait until it popped up on Walmart.com, and and when it did, like I was like, okay, I got to be really safe and smart about this because I'm running out of time until we do this until we do the spoiler cast. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna ship it to my wife's office because she's at the front desk, so she's gonna be able to nab that that shipment as soon as possible. But then I looked at the shipping time, like, oh no, this is gonna be delivered when she's not there. I don't want some grubby hands at her office uh, descending on my ecto cooler and thinking it's there. So I paid for like the expedited shipping, and like I have to be impressed. I, I'll give Walmart a shout out. Their online uh, uh, checkout process is amazing, very streamlined. They 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 have some really good devs over there that are making that process very smooth. I I think I only paid like an extra like two dollars. I think to have this shipped and it showed up like thirty six hours later. It was crazy. So uh, you can you can get this stuff shipped to you if you can't find it. Yes. So we we, this is where we're going to promote Mike's website that he taught me about ecto.cool. (laughs) <laughs> and it will show you where you can get it. You can get it on Amazon, Walmart, ShopRite, uh, HEB. But I did not know they had juice boxes still. I think I would much prefer juice box over these cans yeah. that we got. Well, so it's really funny. So the juice box is probably going to be the more classic way that people remember drinking Ecto Cooler. But I remember High C back in the day. They used to sell their drinks in a giant corrugated like soup can. It was like a huge can. Like your little kid hands couldn't even fit around it if you were holding it. And I just remember because you had to um, – like at our house, I don't know how other people would use it. I don't know if they would actually open it up like a big can of soup. But we would just kind of use one of those tin can like little hole pokey things. So you could just kind of pour it out of the can like people do with like pineapple juice and stuff. But then we would just leave it in the container. So like in the middle of the day, you would run up and then you'd start drinking Ecto Cooler out of the can. So almost like the iconic Ecto Cooler taste almost has a little aluminum along with it because you would get some of that coming through the, with the can. So I don't 
don't know. It's just there's so much nostalgia for me wrapped around this one drink that I really wanted to save it for the microphone. So we have not tried it yet. We've had this in our uh, in our respective houses for a long time now. So, but we're yes, finally ready to drink it. I have two cases, two and a half cases left below my feet right now that I'm not open yet. <laughs> I've had it forever. I've, I've given it out to my 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 dad, my friends, my brother. Like they've all had it. But I have not. Um, yes. I, and uh, apparently it says, cool the can, see the slime. But um, I don't think I have the color changing cans. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I'm not too sure. So I, I think this is what I want to do. I'm going to do a countdown. Uh, I'm going to do two countdowns. The first countdown is just going to be us opening the can. I'm going to get that nice. Uh, uh-huh. It's going to make for a nice tape, as they say in the radio world. And then I, I think we'll just uh, do like another countdown and just get into the drink and we'll just review this drink. Because uh, uh, now if I remember right, have you ever had Ecto Cooler before? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely remember okay. growing up with Ecto Cooler um, at, my, at my grandmother's house. So um, totally, totally on board with Ecto Cooler here. All right, so let's do this. Get get your get your get your fingers ready, and I'm going to do the countdown three, two, one, and then we're going to pop this top. Is are we going on one? Or are we going on on, on after uh, one? We're going to do three, two, one, pop. Three, two, one, pop. Right. Okay, ready? Let, let let's do this. Three, two, one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a can. We open cans, oh. folks. You heard it. All you right. Heard I'm, it here. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a smell here. Ooh, it's, it smells oh. definitely like high C. They the, they have crammed tons of sugar in this. There is citrus in this, folks. There, ah, there's citrus. Ta- tangerine. Okay. Now people have been trying to replicate this formula, but it's 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 tangerine. It's not orange. So let's let's dive into this. Let's do it. All let's, right. Okay. I'm I'm getting ready. I'm sipping. All I'm right. sipping. Let's go for it. Oh man. Oh holy crap. This is like. This is really good. This so, is taking me back. Pokemon and oh. High C Ecto Cooler. Does that? Does the, are the nineties here again? Like I don't mm. know what's going on. They're here and they're delicious. Oh yeah. This and I and I see and I see the green. It is very green. It, it oh, will yeah. stain your shirt. So don't spill it. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Now we looked up some Ecto Cooler history before we started doing this, <laughs> and apparently Ecto Cooler was renamed to. Shouting Orange Tanger Green after it was discontinued <laughs> in 2001. And then mm. they changed the formula to a Won't Stain formula uh, in that era. And um, in 2006, it was named Crazy Citrus Cooler, only to be discontinued again in 2007. So, Man, this this tastes just exactly like it did back in the day. It's a different experience drinking it out of a can for sure. But, man, this is this is awesome. This is super cool. I'm so glad they brought this back out. This is amazing. Oh yeah, this is, I um on on a scale of one to ten, it definitely hits an eight or a nine on on how I expected it to be actually. Um, yeah, and I actually really love it. They're selling these at movie theaters too, so I love that people can actually buy an ecto cooler and and watch the movie. So I saw a couple a couple people in my screening when I got up and left. They had some empty cans uh, in their seats. So this is great. I yeah, you gotta go out and get this stuff if you haven't had it yet. I mean, it's 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 going to be a classic high C experience. You, it's it's not it's not a carbonated drink. It's all quote unquote juice, if you will. But I'm pretty sure it's just water and sugar and flavoring. Actually, looking at the back of it, it's ten percent juice. juice blend. So you're getting ten percent there. But yeah, this is really good. I I love to think that maybe 
back when uh, they stopped making this that maybe they didn't digitize the recipe so maybe they had to comb through like archives at the high sea factory like looking for the original recipe I, I'd, I'd love to know that if anybody has like um, some sort of in high sea at their recipe at their recipe at, in their like test kitchen I'd, I'd love to know more about how they brought this back um, so it's done I, I, yeah. first cans down second one reload man Look at you go. I don't mess around. around. I had three cases, Mike. I got to get through these. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just enjoying this. Oh, I enjoyed that so much. So, yeah, I mean, I like to think that they, they didn't have the recipe and they had to go find people who've been collecting the old ones since the, mm. the late 80s. And, like, can we open this up and, like, take samples and, like, scan it and do all these fancy digitizing, like, you know, <laughs> lab things on it just to get it back. But um, it does maintain the correct amount of tartness. So I agree. I agree with him. Yeah, this this is like, you know how they say like scent is the strongest sense tied to memory. I, I think taste is getting there pretty close because this is definitely taking me back. Um, yeah, th- this is great. I'm so, I'm super glad that we saved this for the mic. Yeah, we uh, did. This, uh, this is awesome. We're glad you guys were with us listening to us drink our, our canes of Ecto Cooler. Mm. But as much as a bear of bad news I have to be, we have to talk about the movie, Mike. We did see a movie <laughs> for this drink. Yeah, so if you were listening to our, our, our normal news episode, we, we, we uh, introduced us a little bit of what we felt. I think we both landed on the uh, It Didn't Offend Us scale, which yeah. I think is one of your favorite ways to review movies. It, it is, and, and before we begin this, I'm going to... Oh, yeah, more more can <laughs> roll there. Um, but, so yeah, so I, I went in the... I, I did watch the original Ghostbusters yesterday on the airplane home, mm-hmm. and I I like the cartoon more than I like the movies. Um it, it, for me, it's hard to see where the first movie ends and the second, or first movie begins and the second one ends because they all kind of blend together in my mind. Mm-hmm. All the same characters. There's some evil ooze, and I think that's the second one. And then the first one's got uh, uh, Zool and the Gate Master and the Key Keeper. I, I'm, I'm messing this up horribly, but we're not Ghostbusters diehards, if you will. No, uh, no, no, we're not. So I was watching on the iPad on the plane, and I watched it. I'm like, okay. I'm getting it. Like, the editing's a little weird. It's very much an 80s movie when you watch it. it you feel the 80s in it. So mm-hmm. um, so you see that like the, the effects are, aren't as great as, you know, they, they don't hold up as well. But I can see it being a cult movie, but not mm-hmm. something that defines cinema as a whole. <laughs> now, <laughs> this movie went into, um, I, I know it's done by the guy who did Bridesmaids and a lot of the same people from there and there. And it's another Saturday Night Live cast, casting like the first one. All women... I, I had a, a couple good moments, um, but there are also times where I was like, they're trying way too hard at the, the jokes. Um, uh-huh. So I think they tried way too hard to be laugh out loud funny, and I just kind of sat there like, yeah, I get what you're doing, but just just stop. Um, yeah, well... Well, I mean, for me, for me, the movie started off on a good note, which is which was good. Um, it has a, I, I don't remember the actor's name, but he's a he's in Silicon Valley, and he was um, he was also in The Office, some of the later seasons. But he kind of plays that uh, that uh, mansion hotel uh, ancient haunted place at the very beginning of the movie. He's like giving people a tour, and there were, there was actually some funny jokes there where they're trying to set this eerie scene, but he was just kind of saying some off the wall stuff. Um, so some of those jokes landed for me a little bit. Nothing, nothing in this movie really made me uh, laugh out loud. There was one or two lines, but there's there's some sensible chuckles for, for me in this movie. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, I felt like it, there wasn't a whole lot of new. 
You know, mm-hmm. I, I was kind of hoping with a Ghostbusters uh, reboot uh, that we we're going to get something maybe new and creative beyond just the cast being gender swapped, uh, which I don't think was a wasn't a bad idea. But I was hoping maybe for a little bit more. You know, the, you kind of look at this movie a little differently if you watch the Ghostbusters 2 Honest trailer from Screen Junkies earlier the week, where they basically uh, show how similar those first two movies are. Like, oh, there's like a big giant monster or thing at the end of the movie and we get that again and this brand new reboot another big ghost that's rummaging through the city destroying it um well see i'm I'm gonna go on the other end because i think it's because i watched the first one they're totally different films i I felt this was a whole new maybe they had the giant monster at the end but that was it Mm -hmm. because in this one it takes like humans are trying to bring ghosts to to this world in this one, and the other one didn't have that kind of effect as much, the first movie, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. Well, that, that's one thing that I did like. I did like how there was uh, someone trying to bring the ghosts uh, back from the other realm with these kind of, like, devices. And then they didn't get bogged down too much with trying to explain it. You know, it just mm-hmm. it just existed, which I thought was great. They, they didn't get bogged down too much in that. But I was kind of hoping there would kind of be maybe a, kind of a bigger, grander scheme than just uh, some guy that felt alienated, just wanted <laughs> to bring ghosts back. You know, I thought they could have done a little bit more there. Um, it's it's very the by the books, if you will. It's a very, very by the book script. Yeah. When the movie was over, um, I kind of looked over to my wife and I was just like, I kind of wish this wasn't a reboot. I thought that maybe they could have done some more fun, creative things if this still existed in the original Ghostbusters universe. It mm-hmm. would be kind of interesting to uh, kind of revisit it after so long. You know, maybe people are familiar with ghosts already. And then we have this new class of Ghostbusters that come in. And then maybe we could bring back the original Ghostbusters as their real characters. Um some of the original Ghostbusters cameos felt really out of place. Like, I thought they would have gave Bill Murray a way better cameo than what he got in the movie. His, he, he, did get I the don't most, know. he did get the most time. But, but then they uh, that him. character, that character did not land for me. That he they dressed him up kind of weird, and then he just they didn't. He didn't even really. Uh, he wasn't even. He didn't feel like Bill Murray on screen. He just felt like just just this uh, odd character that they just needed in the movie for a second. Um, uh, some of the, I, I thought the Dan Aykroyd cameo was a little better. You know, the joke was a little bit more tongue in cheek. He, he, he was harder to see <laughs> because I mean, I think he, he got into his part a little better as a taxi driver. Um, mm-hmm. it, and then the, I, I believe the last two kind of felt forced at the end. Like, Oh, yeah. okay. Here's, here's um, Sigourney Weaver. And here's uh, the guy who played Winston. I can't think of it. Yeah. And, yeah, I kind of felt like Ernie maybe Hudson, if, they were, we go. if if they were going to do a reboot, maybe they should have just gone all out and just totally detached themselves and not even have had the cameos in there at all, um, which I'm sure some people will disagree with me. Just because a lot of the stuff in this movie felt really forced. Like the Ghostbusters, of course, had to have the exact same logo. So now we got to find a creative way for them to get this logo. I thought it was really funny when... Um, when Chris Hemsworth was making that boob ghost, I thought uh, his uh, that whole interview with him was probably one of the funniest parts of the movie, uh, which is just him being stupid. But then we're like, oh, no, we're going to kind of shoehorn this logo in from a guy spraying graffiti. I don't know. Like, there is – anytime they reference the older movies, it just felt forced to me. I kind of really they, liked they, it when they were doing something new and original, you they, know? Exactly. They leaned into the nostalgia way too hard. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the transitions had the old Ghostbusters theme. Some of the transitions had the new Ghostbusters theme. Uh, like they, they just 
Uh, yeah, they, you're right. They leaned into the nostalgia way, way, way too hard. Um, you know, like getting slimed is the first thing that happens in the old the, the old Ghostbusters, right before they're all kicked out of their jobs in the university. Um, mm-hmm. And then it kind of goes its own way. And I, you're right. Whenever they were trying to do something new, it was cool. Like the like Holtzman was one of my favorite characters. Uh, creating oh all, yeah, creating all the different sure. weapons and stuff, showing that you can fight ghosts with other than just you know your thing. They didn't say don't cross the streams. Thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, all that was fun stuff, and you know, actually turning the the the, the iconic ghost into a big monster was kind of interesting. Uh, seen as beforehand, they didn't really it didn't make a sense where they they got that character from. Yeah, but it was. I thought the transition from cartoon, that cartoon logo being animated uh-huh. in the movie, was just really. It took me out oh, of the yeah. movie for a second. Like I, I understand some people will say like, "Don't forget, Mike, this is a comedy movie. You shouldn't take it so seriously." And I'm, I'm really, I'm not. But, like, those things just kind of, like, kind of jar me, just like when they try to cram some of this nostalgia in it and put it in your face. Um, but, like I said, I really liked how the movie opened. I really liked the the creepy vibe. Like, I actually kind of got a little scared at the very beginning of the movie, The this vibe that they were sitting up uh, for that first ghost to pop out. So I was like, oh, this is good. Like, I kind of like this, this kind of scary feeling I'm getting mm-hmm. in this funny movie when jokes are coming out but um i like the ghost I w- i'm gonna be i like the way the oh ghosts yeah look. everyone was like oh i mean but whenever they're not flying around and they sit down like those are some really cool ghost effects compared to the claymation models of the original so, yeah and i thought the ghosts that were be- kind of behind those mirrors looked really creepy too they did a good job kind of mixing kind of this slight scariness with uh humor i thought that worked really well yeah, agreed. And and the characters didn't feel so so bad. Like I again, I get it. Like Chris Hemsworth was hilarious. Like him just being stupid and funny the whole time was just mm-hmm. great. I think that's great for him. Uh, he was a great part. Uh, my my wife liked him the most, and uh, I I really liked Holtzman. She was funny. Um, the the um the black lady. I think her name was Pat Patty. Is that right? Is that yeah? And the, the movie was Patty. Yeah, I, I didn't want to get her name wrong. Um, I think she was a great addition. People are like, oh, they just need a black character. I'm like, well, she actually did bring history about the buildings in New York into it. Like, she had a purpose. Yeah, Yeah, and I think the two two biggest surprises kind of with everybody thought Melissa McCarthy was just going to be big and loud and a dumb oaf that was just like a a fat person and fell over. She was just going to do her same old, same old. Never even thought Leslie Jones uh, was just going to be just a a stereotype in the movie, but that didn't happen at all in this movie, which was very a pleasant surprise. Like like you said, Leslie Jones brought value to the team. You know, they didn't didn't really rely on any of like the black easy jokes that they could have made. And Melissa McCarthy was relatively toned down, I would say, in the movie. I would think that out of all the characters, maybe she was kind of the least interesting. She did. She was. She. I mean, so they took Kristen Wiig and, and Melissa McCarthy and kind of made them very, very boring people uh, in this mm-hmm. movie. And normally they're not. Normally they're both scene stealers uh, in and of themselves. But I think it, it, it boils down to, like, like there's just... There's nothing going on for them. Melissa McCarthy's voice was a little off for me. I think she had like a shriller pitch to her voice. So if you listen to her, like that, that's kind of annoying on her. Um, but I mean, I, I forget where I was going with this talking about them. But like they were kind of just like <laughs> not there. Like I mean, they were very very tame. Oh, I know what it was. They're not. They're they're the scientists in the movie, but they mm-hmm. actually give you hardly any scientific jargon. Um, you can credit that to the original. They always were like. Egon and I, I believe it was Spinkler. No, I forget. Not Bill Murray's character. Egon and 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I like forget. we said at the top, we're not we're not uh, uh, Ghostbusters darlings from the past. So. Exactly. So <laughs> so the two scientist guys from the first one that wasn't Bill Murray, they were always spouting off scientific terms and phrases and like very much into science as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. They weren't, and these guys like these girls did not feel like scientists. They felt like something else. They just didn't feel like they went the full distance to feel like a real scientist. Like mm-hmm. what they wanted to be, and I kind of, I kind of missed that a little bit in this one. If you yeah, know what I mean. um, yeah, but like I think uh, I'll, I'll kind of mimic what you said there with uh, I think Kate McKinnon was my favorite character in the movie. She was just, I felt like she was the most invested in her character. Like she, I, I could definitely see that she was doing things that wasn't on the page that she was reading from, it wasn't on the script. She was just doing like really weird kind of things, like odd movements. She was like a really fleshed out character, and she just felt very unique. She's a wild, like you said, she's I, a wild card kind of character. Like, yeah, you don't exactly. Know what she's and I love the, uh, like you said, I love the kind of uh, inventions that she was making. Uh, They're all pretty uh, unique and fun. Uh, it kind of made the ghost battle towards the end of the movie a little bit more exciting um, because uh, that was uh, another thing that uh, kind of brought me down a little bit in the movie where kind of Chris Hemsworth kind of is the villain at a part towards the end of the movie where his body's inhabited, but he's not really doing much. He's just kind of like standing up and like pointing his fingers at thing and like controlling them. And I was like, Oh, he, I was kind of maybe expecting him to kind of like maybe go fisticuffs with the ghostbusters somehow. Um, but, uh, but, um, yeah, so I don't know. Did, <laughs> I mean, okay, let's talk about the, the, the cameos he chose. So Bill Murray was killed off. Um, Dan Aykroyd drove mm. off in a taxi. Um, Winston, uh, man, I just had his name a second ago. God, I feel horrible. Uh, he's the, the, the uncle of Patty in the movie, of course. Mm-hmm. As soon as he said, my, well, my uncle had this car, I'm like, I bet I know who that is. Yeah, um, everybody in my theater was kind of like waiting for it, like they knew it was happening. Uh, and then uh, Holtzman's mentor was played by Sigourney Weaver, both being kind mm-hmm. of crazy nut jobs. But did you stay all the way through the credits, Mike? All the way to the yes, I, very I stay all I stayed all the way to the post credit scene. And then they gave us a hint at the next possible sequel, if they do one, leading up to Zool. The, yeah. the villain the first one so i thought she was gonna do the whole fart track thing again to her yeah i thought that could have been funny <laughs> like like they i'm like they're setting us up to like get her close and then like uh they're all gonna play the fart track on her and then they actually went serious i'm like well i don't know if this movie wants to be funny or serious sometimes i think that might be my problem it's funny sometimes but it's not funny all the time and it's serious sometimes mm-hmm. but it's not serious all the time when it tries to be i don't know it's in the middle i give it a solid five if i can give it a rating yeah, and that's that's kind of this weird line that this movie rides on, where I felt like there was just so much built-up hate before this movie came out. Everybody was kind of expecting it just to fall flat, um, and then everybody w- could say that they were right, but this movie doesn't. Uh, it, it doesn't It doesn't succeed in, in a way where it's like a shining star uh, of the summer blockbuster season, but it's it's a solid it's a solid movie. I would not be surprised if it got a sequel. Um, I'm curious what the box office numbers are going to be, just because so many people were adamant on not seeing this movie. Um, but yeah, this movie just it didn't uh, it didn't offend, <laughs> except maybe that uh, that uh, Slimer's uh, wife. Yeah, she came out of the Jersey Shore. And I don't see Slimer's wife anywhere on this can. Okay, so yeah, so I think uh, that's one of the Easter eggs. I guess talking about Slimer showed up and he drove off with the car, and then he come back around the second time with his wife in the car, and I'm like, oh no. Like, why, why even put him in here if you're just going to do this? <laughs> but he was eating hot dogs when he first met him in the other movie, 
or like not when you first met him, but he has eaten hot dogs at some point in the other movie as well. Mm-hmm. So that was a little, little fun little throwback. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it didn't offend me, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not telling, go watch, I'm not saying go watch it in theater either. I'm like, this, you can watch it at home and be okay with it. Yeah, it's kind of weird trying to talk about a movie that's so middle of the road with us because it's just like there's nothing I can necessarily really harp on till the end of the day that drive me crazy, but there's nothing really that stuck out to me in the movie where I could just like just go on and on about how awesome it was. I know that there are people for a fact that love this movie because there is a lady about three rows in front of me at the movie theater that was laughing at every single joke. She was loving this movie. Like she's the person that's going home lighten up Twitter uh, telling everybody to go see the movie because it's probably the funniest movie she's seen all year and I think that's great for her and I think uh, there's other people that are really going to uh, dig it too but I think no one no one's going to be able to trash this movie into the ground I, like I'm really interested to see uh, to watch some other reviews of this movie uh, just because it's hard to really pick out anything that just that really just drove you crazy. I, I, I did the best that I could by saying that I think they relied a little too heavily on that nostalgia. I was hoping for mm. some things a little bit more original. Uh, I would have loved to see them maybe continue the universe and maybe play around with the idea of people already know that ghosts exist. Uh, but it, yeah, it, like you said, it did feel pretty safe. Yeah, it was a very, it's a very safe movie. They toned back their two funniest possible people and their relationship mm. that they had. And I think that kind of shot them in the foot a little bit on how unique and, and vibrant this could have been on the whole. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's right in the middle of the lane. I, I I think the only the biggest complaint I can find with it is whenever Chris Hemsworth first shows up and uh, Kristen Wiig's character is, like, swooning over him is really, really uh-huh. weird because they're not shot together. They're not shot at the same time, so that it cuts back and forth really awkwardly. And, <laughs> like, I just, like, I'm like, that takes me out of the movie because I'm like, this is overly unrealistic in a movie with ghosts in it. Please. Like, like <laughs> give me something real here. Um, but that was about it. I mean, we got to see the fire station. We got to see a statue, uh, I guess a memorial to um, uh, the guy who played Egon who passed away, Harold Ramis. He, he had an mm-hmm. actual... Do you see his uh, bust in the background of the, the school Aaron worked at? No, no, I didn't catch that. That's she, cool. She was in the back. He was, he was the first throwback to the, the old Ghostbusters I saw. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, a lot going I, on. I think the I think the best thing I can say is I'm just surprised that the movie wasn't bad, and I yeah. think that kind of helps it, you know, because you go in with pretty like low or middle expectations, and you come out <laughs> like you come out of the movie okay, not in a bad mood. So yeah. it's just it's just really strange. I would like to see maybe something more unique if we get a sequel i i will will go see a sequel my my wife enjoyed the movie a lot more than i did so i know that there'll be some motivation in this household to go see the second movie but i hope they do something unique and creative in the next one you know they've rebooted the franchise i would say successfully with four brand new characters uh you can't there's not a whole lot left to lean on for a sequel so they're gonna have to do a lot new and original stuff and I would, I, I would kind of look forward to see what they, what they do there. You know, I, I, unfortunately, I said the same thing about the Amazing Spider-Man Two, where like, oh, they finally have that origin story out of the way. Now we can kind of get into it, and that didn't really pan out. But I think that's for a whole other set of reasons. So yeah, I, I'm surprised to say that the movie wasn't bad, and I'm actually looking forward yeah. to a sequel. I, I didn't think I'd be saying that. I thought this empty can of Ecto Cooler that I just finished would be the best thing that we'd be talking about today, but. Yeah, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. <laughs> it has been a good spoiler cast compared to some of the other ones we've had. Is, is what, yeah, exactly. What it boils down to, yeah, we have um, 
ecto cooler that meets our historic expectations of of how this should taste and we watched a movie that didn't offend us or make us want to throw things at the screen the whole time <laughs> so all in all uh we give this uh we give them both some pretty good ratings here so uh, from yeah. superhero slate um but in the meantime if you're i mean i don't know how many how many cans of ecto cooler you drink you have mike to drink but, well, I got, I got a, a whole case minus one. <laughs> okay, so you have one whole case. Great. So I think you should document your, the, the the tales of the ecto cooler. So when you go around, <laughs> take pictures of yourself with the ecto cooler and in, in, in public. Um, but not really. But if people want to see uh, any other stuff you do, um, maybe they'll have a Ghostbusters announcement at Comic Con this week. You can share that. Where can they find you at, Mike? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter. And Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Uh, Chris, where can they follow you? I don't know. There's always a way we try to segue. Yeah, into it this. doesn't work. It, sometimes it works. Sometimes <laughs> it doesn't. I'm on Twitter at Valdan V A L D A N. I just put up a picture of my ecto cooler can, so uh, tag Mike in it too. So bam, go check it out on there and on uh, comicui.com. So yeah, either way, if people want to hear more of our spoiler cast, Mike, where can they find those at? Well, they, as always, they can find us at SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place you can find all the links that we post the show. We're on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr, and you can subscribe to us and get us right in your email inbox. And you can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you're a fan of the show, please consider heading on over to iTunes or maybe any other place that you listen to the show and leave us a review. That definitely helps us pop up in some fresh eyeballs. And if you're a super fan of the show, just share the show with a friend. Share the show with a buddy. Um, and maybe uh, maybe let them know that Ecto Cooler exists and you should get one of these cans and try it out. And, yeah, if any of you guys out there are drinking Ecto Cooler, uh, tweet at us. Let us know. I, wa- I want to know if it lived up to all your expectations. Yes, or at least the expectations we've set uh, going forward. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess, uh, do you have any left in your can, Mike? No, I'm, I'm empty. I'm good. Oh. I'm ready to get that second can going. Well, then I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheers my, my microphone uh, to a spoiler cast. Uh, well done. So we will catch you guys later. All right. I'm going to take us out by crushing this can. Oh, yeah. Uh, he ain't afraid buddy. of no ghosts. <laughs> bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.